slight segue. When you Google Indigo by RM, one of the genres that Google lists lists it under, the first genre is Indian film pop. Guys, we did it. Soon is one of us. <laughs> yeah, but why? I'm not sure. What is in like Bollywood? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe they heard heard wildflower and they're like, "Bad dramatic, guys." Up <laughs> nahi hoga. Maybe someone was trying to. Yeah, I don't get the film pop. If it was just indie Seven, pop. Seven, eight. And we're back after a very oh. small. I mean, it was five. We're back. It was five. Weeks. Welcome I back. No idea. We are a podcast that does K-pop, K-drama, K-beauty, K-culture. Okay, everything that includes, especially for a Desi fan, which we are, and maybe you are too, but it's okay if you're not. And we were away for five weeks, like a couple of weeks. Uh, season one was a great mm. time, uh, including every reaction, yeah. every episode. We did fifty-one bits of content overall. and we needed a break but we are now energized rested and back with so much more to talk to talk to talk about for any episodes of season 1 that you may have missed subscribe to us on youtube where you can watch all of our reactions all of our episodes uh where we talk about k dramas and very specifically k music but kicking off season 2 what are we having to talk about today do you see the color of madras <laughs> I didn't not. Oh, I should have been thematic too. Wait, I have a bag. I have a bag. <laughs> okay. So if anyone is listening to this and not watching watching it on YouTube, you should watch it on YouTube because we're cuter in real life. But uh, yeah, we are gonna review Indigo, which is RM's first official album, third project. But before we get into everything about Indigo and its production and lyricism, what's up, Oppen? What's poppin', guys? <gasps> yeah, so this is a very Bangtan-themed episode. Uh, if you want to know more about other stuff, we'll we'll catch you up later. Wait for that in the coming weeks. But yeah, what's what is too much happening with Bangtan these last couple of weeks? <laughs> But yeah, I think um, something that I missed watching live and had to watch later on was the incredible Mama performance of Jack in the Box. Yeah, Mama performance happened, but even before that, Jungkook performed at the FIFA World Cup in oh, Qatar. Sorry, yeah, we didn't talk about that. And has a FIFA song. <laughs> that was i wasn't i'm not interested in fifa i don't care but did i definitely keep up with it for the theme song yes yeah and it's everywhere oh my god like every time anyone won anyone lost before a match started it was like dreamers was playing everywhere and it's i think apparently i am not somebody who keeps up but apparently it's a very thematic song because uh countries like morocco and stuff which have never come in the top uh Semi-finals are now doing it, so the dreamers reaching their fields kind of on theme. It's all because of Jungkook, guys. It's all like Jungkook said, we can do yeah. whatever, and Morocco's like, yeah. But uh, yeah, Tay is coming on a TV show with Park Seo Joon and Choi Woo Sik, and that's very exciting. Seo Joon even posted uh, next year in March or April. So, Yeah, no. So Sojun even posted like a story um, with 
stay at like some river bank in Mexico and it just looks wonderful. So yeah, it's fine. so it's a restaurant show where Tay and Wushik and Sojun are going to be restaurant helpers and the people could go and eat. So Mexican armies actually went to the pop-up. Some armies are just blessed. Yeah. Speaking of blessed K-pop fans, um, you are aware of this and some of our other uh, followers may be aware, but I recently went to Egypt on a vacation uh, because I wanted to see the pyramids in real life. And there are, if anybody like has visited, there are the Giza pyramids, but there are these older ones called Saqqara and Dashur. And on an absolute whim, we went to the Saqqara and Dashur pyramids and we saw like a filming crew set up and we were like, wonder what that is and continued with our life. And then my tour guide said, hmm, it's a Dior ad with some Korean stars. And I said, stop talking now. What? Because I had sent you the day before a video of Choi Wush, sorry. Uh, Cha Unwu and Sehun going to Egypt for the Dior show, yeah. Yeah, so there was a massive Dior fashion show at the Giza pyramids. But the next day, they were filming a Dior ad as well. And um, I happened to just randomly stumble upon the filming, which was insane. And I like, they were maybe like 50 meters away from me. And of course, I tried to take videos and photos um, and somebody got very upset and they like yelled at us to stop filming. <laughs> it's time for us to get into it. Yeah. Get into it, yeah. Okay, Indigo. Ooh, how hype are you? I was so hype. Like I was waiting my entire life. My entire life, I mean, since 2018. No, For this. When like, yeah. Mono drop. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. And the way that I didn't have any expectations, because how can you do that with Namjoon, right? Like you can't go in thinking, oh, Esa Hoga. Because the difference between RM1 and RM2 was so significant. Like what was yeah, RM3 going to be like? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, and- I thought I thought it'll be close to bicycle. I thought we'd get like a lot of indie June because he had been like posting a lot of indie-esque mu- uh, music and bicycle. And then he was like, like, like- off. Okay, what was your first thought before listening to the album? Like just finding about it, the promo, the track list, like all of that. How did you think? I thought it would be a lot more upbeat given the names that were there on the, uh, like in the feature list. I thought it would mm-hmm. be a, not maybe, that's not the right word, but more party music versus anything else. I don't mean party as a genre, like but pop. more up. Yeah, I get huh. it. Yeah. yeah, because so of the names featured on there, um, so many of the names. I just assumed that. Yeah. What about you? Um, honestly, even with the names, I wasn't sure because like a lot of the people that he did bring on also have very diverse discographies. Like someone like Erica Badu, Tablo, Anderson Park. Like they're all all people who have done upbeat music, but they're also done like really slow, deep, like soul music. So yeah. I did not expect anything but the amount of happiness that I felt when I saw Hectic with Cold because I am somebody who has campaigned for this collaboration since the past three years. Like I have yeah, no, I've heard you talk about this multiple times. <laughs> I have tweets dating from 2018 ever since he said, oh yeah, I did a song with Cold that didn't make it to the Love Yourself tier album. I was like, 
But yeah, let's begin with the production and the soundscape of the album. What were your thoughts? I mean, it was it was incredible. I think anything that is transportive in the way that the music flows, right? Like, I think every time you even hear a snippet of, say, something like Wildflower, it does take you out of reality, even just for that 10-second clip. But it it mm-hmm. is just so powerful. I think, um, and like the layers, is this is something, I mean, Bangtan have done for years and years and years. Like, if you've not got 50 layers, then your sound isn't dynamic enough. And there is so much going on in this. Very interestingly, though, and I think it is a lot to do with the fact that Anderson Park is on this. But still, life for me felt like the flattest sound. And I think that was done on purpose. But he doesn't have any production... He is not no, involved think, in the production at all. I didn't mean in terms of production. I just mean in terms of, you know, how he wanted his verse to flow. It was it was such a thing because especially if you think about how where it sits in the album um, mm. and it's so high up, it gives you like, I think, a taste of both types of music that the album can provide. That's true. That's true. Especially when you look at something like Forgetful, which is just, it's nothing. It's a guitar. You're tapping on the guitar, you're tapping on the table, and then there's like aesthetic noise, ASMR noises. ASMR noise, yeah. Nature Yeah, and then you have uh, Wildflower, which is just, every time I listen to that song, there's something new. Like Dogskim, we know Dogskim is incredible, but like he is, oh my god. For me, I think the genre diversity, June did talk about it in the uh, Festa video, but I wasn't expecting this level of genre diversity. Within 10 songs. Within 10 songs. And the way it's, it's not, it it works. Do you get it? Like, why does this work so well? Where every song, like you go from All Day, which is just a hip hop pop song, to Forgetful, which is just this empty acoustic folk song, into Closer, closer which let's is not forget Closer. We, we will talk about Closer <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, Closer needs to be and, discussed. Uh, closer going into change part two like eon just went ham on that the, i think uh wildflower and change part two were my favorite production wise they were two of my two of my favorite songs because in the the way change part two progresses where initially it sounds so chaotic but the instruments are very limited like there are like yeah. one there's yeah. one core instrument and everything is minimal then when it becomes smooth and kind of on your ears, it's softer. There's so much more instrumentation. Mm. No, I agree. And we must not forget our Lord and Savior P-Dog and his excellence on Lonely. Yeah, no, that's my favorite song. Lonely was like, I, I had claimed it when the list, like when the track list dropped because I know mm. how I relate to P-Dog's production and I know that's just something that speaks to me on a very like molecular level. Mm. Um, And like the song being called Lonely, like come on, of course I'm going to love it. <laughs> like who's who's surprised about that? But mm. when I did hear it and I was like, oh, I chose right. Okay, so moving on to the theme and the lyrics. Hmm. I think somebody who's maybe at the same point of like life uh, as June, the theme was very interesting. I feel like it's not something, it is relatable, but it's also not something I feel like a lot of people talk about. Like I was sort of looking at 
artists who are um, in the same sort of age group and it is a lot of like falling in love is of course a very typical one and this Everyone wasn't about that, that. It was about like you know how where you stand in life hmm it's about and, going through the motions of life like every hmm. song felt like a mood or a flavor or an experience of life like how do you feel to today hmm hmm true and i also feel like i mean so june said this i don't know if you've seen the what is called the magazine film where he does the breakdown of the entire album along with the collaborators that's a must watch please watch it everybody listening it is it gives you like extreme in depth insight into the song making but he starts off with this where he's for him he said that the best piece of art is to take the most personal story and create the most universal piece of art that everyone can relate to and i think this uh, indigo does a great job of that where yeah. if you really look at the lyrics it, it is like his experience is like lonely is about him being in a hotel room or you know uh, wildflower is about his fame and dealing with that yoon is about his love for a but very specific korean artist but when i listened to all the songs i was like yeah, this is an experience i've had this is something i relate to yes hectic is real yes like you know closer is an experience a lot of us go through so yeah it was so relatable mm. but yeah and i think in terms of lyrics and i think this is very interesting where it's not the crazy wordplay and the extreme use yeah of, okay thank uh, you thank you he's really I, such a departure from the metaphor i kept and, thinking yeah. that maybe i'm just not picking up on it because obviously a lot of the lyrics aren't in a language that i'm familiar with and i kept thinking maybe you know people just haven't analyzed it yet and explained the wordplay of things or the cleverness of the lyrics um hmm. and it just never happened and i kept thinking are we not talking about it what's going on no it's there i'll tell you where it's there in the raps even in hmm. not the song writing is very high quality in the rhyme schemes in the connections oh, the i don't mean like it's not strong yeah. writing but you know like it's not that it's not a typical june writing like i think yeah. if you look at mono there's a lot of major metaphors there's a lot of it's so metaphorical whereas this is a lot more direct and i think i mean this is just me where i think i always felt like yungi writes a lot like that where it's a it's a it's very direct and it's very oh, emotive yeah. and it's very uh, cathartic and this felt yeah. more of a yung not a yungi style of writing because it did have a lot of june elements it felt more in those that lines. is something i felt like i'm glad you say, said this in the first go but like that is something i felt with bicycle a lot where i was just like these feel like such plain lyrics for hmm. june like yeah, very straight forward very like here is what i meant here it is um hmm. where I, and i thought that was just a one off but maybe that's just a change in his style of writing of course yeah you know not that it's, things, not things, that either is better or bad or anything like that is just um i think evolution as a songwriter what about the collabs let's talk about that because i think that is such a major part yeah i think out of all uh, mixtapes or like solo projects that any of the bangtan members have put out this has the most number of collabs and the most like high profile collabs usually they'll do like one or two indie artists I was surprised was when I first saw the tracklist with the sheer number of collaborations and the names yeah. attached. I was quite surprised because 
like you said right like they've not had this in the past and not for lack of trying it's just yeah, that they did it's a choice it was a choice yeah. so it like was Hobie explicitly said that jack in the box that he didn't want any collaborators because it is such a personal story but june right. did the same thing like he used a very personal story and then took people to kind of change his tell his story yeah i'm glad i'm absolutely like i think it it just makes for a you know how like okay not to sound too philosophical but you know how you're born and you have a certain set of traits and as you grow and become an adult or a teenager and you pick up traits from different people around you and makes mm-hmm. you a more interesting person a more dynamic person i think that's what having the these many collaborators on a smaller album like this for me showed where it was mm-hmm. like yeah of course wildflower is your experience but having who was on wildflower uh eugene from cherry filter right okay yeah you i kept calling her eugene yeah eugene sorry i don't know oh, okay but yeah like so someone like eugene coming in on uh wildflower mm-hmm. just gave it that more like depth dynamic yeah yeah and it it like i mean i, I don't think it would have suffered being a flat song regardless it but... wouldn't have been a flat song but i think every uh, i mean eugene in specific for, specifically for wildflower but every uh, collaborator kind of enhanced it to make it different and kind of memorable in a different way so you know it kind of stands out when you think about a song with tablo versus a song with eugene you think about that and those mm. are the differences apart from like course, this is something we talk about at work quite a bit where it's like you know you only have a limited amount of space now in this case mm. the space is audio but that audio space and you need to make it as interesting as possible now how are you going to mm. go about doing that and like adding elements and being very careful with the elements that you're choosing so as to not yeah. overwhelm um that's something that he's played with very interestingly and i think that's yeah. really showcased his skills Still. more Yeah that's what i felt like i think my respect for him as a not as a songwriter but a song like a produ- producer and not in a conventional sense of somebody making the track but somebody designing the track mm-hmm. where every space yeah you're right like every space of the soundscape was filled so perfectly and i think if you look at it a lot of the collaborators were just on the chorus like erica badu was on the chorus yeah. um anderson park was on the chorus only tablo and cold were like yeah had a full and paul uh, what's blanco had like a full verse everyone else was they were just used so well and mm-hmm. it, it's a vision that you have right and i think having that kind of a vision and executing it to that level of perfection i think that was a genius oh, yeah. move Yeah, I think most of what listening to Indigo for me, I remember in my first listen, I felt this mm-hmm. where it was like it felt like one of those playlists where you just like looked up who your favorite artist was and just made a playlist of theirs, and it wasn't necessarily like from one album; it was spread across time. But mm-hmm. in this case, you got it all in one album. Okay, what about June's performance? Like his vocal, like rap singing. I mean we've always known he's an incredible rapper this was nothing new um I think it was his lyrics that were the thing to look out for in his rap his singing oh no oh no like I mean like VBK that he you know does like ham it up to be like oh I can't sing uh oh. mm. <laughs> but I'm so glad he did come through and do it yeah 
and, and there was so much the- diversity in the singing i think that like if you listen yeah. to him on closer versus change versus uh, number 2 like oh no number 2 change there is a range and i'm glad he did it it's not the best because he's not the best singer but he's not a singer the, but like the way he uses his voice is that's what i meant like yeah. it doesn't it's not about the singing it's about the sound it adds to your song yeah. cool so let's wrap it up by talking about our favorite tracks which were your i wouldn't say one but if you have a top 3 maybe Hmm okay i mean I, lonely is my out and out favorite there is mm-hmm. i don't think i i can really sort of um cont- like I, i anything that is a second is a far second for me okay, like okay. i think yeah 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 no absolutely like all of mm-hmm. the album is incredible but lonely just was incredible it just it hit i think it's very interesting i've talked to online and like looked at forums where what is every anyone's favorite song and i think it speaks to the excellence and the diversity of that album that everybody has a completely different list like it's so crazy yeah. because like your top 3 are not even like close to my top 3 5 wait i think i can guess yours though oh have i not talked about it at all I can I don't know. Hmm. One so I can I feel like I can guess two. I don't know okay. the third. What's the second one? Okay, so I'll tell you. Of course okay. the first is Closer. I love that song. The first time I heard it, I was like, what is this is because it's it's the music that I listen to like a lot like R&B mm. and it has a lot of uh, uh, so it's by Hon Hone Hon. I don't know how to Hon. pronounce it. The same people who made Soul. and they have this like upbeat like a vibe production going and it also has a, a lot of british r&b pop it's not american r&b pop but a lot of british r&b pop influences which i love and just the dynamics of the voices paul blanco mahalia june like the way it's constructed it spoke to me i think thematically i loved it i, th- I thought it was a very like i hate i usually hate like love songs regular but i i like the like the essence of longing that it kind of conveyed. yeah there was a it was pining aesthetic ha the pining aesthetic and i i don't know it was, i was just like oh no memory but uh, yeah that was one the second one is number 2 love that song it's oh really i didn't oh i i didn't think you'd put number 2 Ma song, I I love the message. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a place. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, now that you've said message, that yeah, because no, it's Indian. But, uh, and I think the third for me is change part two, just because of the production and the like. It's it's a song about change, and it also changes in the middle. I I thought it was super clever. Yeah, um, no, I, I I wanted to talk about that during our production. What I think, and I completely like there was so much to say. But like, yeah, oh no, yeah. change part two. Just in terms of production tricks, was so incredible. <laughs> Having said all of this about the album, I think the rollout of Indigo and all the other individual albums have has been such a joy to watch. I think because it really is just just putting it out there. 
so i don't think i can pick a favorite just yet i think they mm. just all feel very very individual i think mm. like the fact that jack in the box was him going to lola and um, with astronaut it was that one blessed concert in argentina mm. um or, or the fact that he went on variety shows and hobie went to in his own variety show <laughs> yeah and made his yeah. own uh, variety show and you know june convinced yungi to start his youtube show and only <laughs> do one episode where he got to go as the guest i and think the tiny desk oh my god have oh, you heard the tiny desk yes yeah. i love the because soul oh my god soul on tiny desk is everything to me it was beautiful and- i think i love the fact that it was rearranged for tiny desk hmm. um then That's the live performance for 200 people in new york the live india beacon oh my god oh please the watch DRB. the live india beacon yeah, yeah, yeah. so so well shot but yeah no the rollouts have always been so wonderful to watch because you're just like what are you going to do like yeah. how are you promoting things <laughs> and i think one thing that has that is common through all of these is like the intent of it is so strong and this is something we always felt with bangtan and their music and everything they did itself but everything is so intentional there is a thought behind everything but i think this because they are representing themselves as individuals to the public for the first time it's a lot stronger like it mm. is like this is who i am and this is what i want to say and this is how i want you to take it and that is it's it's so nice it's so nice to consume art by artists who are so intentional and passionate I think that's all of our well it's not all of us but this is some of our thoughts on indigo right now <laughs> we have a lot yeah, more thoughts we definitely do but uh, there is a limit of how long i can sit cross legged on the floor but i hope you enjoyed it what did you think about indigo tell us in the comments your which was your favorite yeah and if we have common favorite tracks and we are friends for life that is just the law i don't make the laws that's just like bangtan rule uh, remember but, to yeah, like remember to you and subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on instagram at nuna talk where we keep doing a lot of fun content and updating and you giveaways. on our yes and a lot and a lot of giveaways so until next week i was zara and i was sofia we'll see you next time bye